This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Good afternoon, evening, morning, wherever you are. What the hell is going on at Leicester? (laughs) It's going to be an interesting news show tonight. We're going to be looking at the breaking news that Fafana has asked apparently not to play for Leicester. And also the fact, well, we're looking at uh, at his press conference, um, Brendan Rodgers, and Maybe, maybe some gaps that maybe tell us more than he wanted to tell us. But this is Leicester to my die TV. It's the news and press conference show. Watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Please subscribe now on YouTube. Broadcasting live worldwide. And now, here's your host. Right, Chris.
going? What is going on at Leicester City? Not so long ago, we were held up as this amazing club that gets everything right. We get good signings, generally. Uh, we sell them on for really good money. We are run well. Um, we've got you know, a good owner. Something's going on at this club. I don't know what it is. Should we stop buying petulant Frenchmen? Because they seem to cause us nothing but trouble um, over the years. Um, to be honest with you, Fafana, if you don't want to play for us, I'll tell you what I would do. You've just signed a five-year contract. We've paid your wages for 10 months in full while you've been sat on your arse and not playing. And this is how you repay us. So I'll tell you what we should do. We should grow some balls. We should stick you in the under-23s and then see who comes running for you when they can't see you all the time and see if you get into the French World Cup squad. We're going to do that if you're in the under-23s and while you're there, you can join with your lowland friends minimums because maybe that friend should be in as well. What is going on? This is Letter Tonight ITV, news and press conference show. Welcome along. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Broadcasting live worldwide. What's going on, Brad? Good evening. Hey, good evening, mate. Um might be might be easier to figure out one of the world's unsolvable problems than it would be to solve out what's going on because it's it's something that kind of creeps slowly over the weeks and over the last three or four days as you know it's i'll make a reference to comedian here for Twilliquist, but it's like seeing it's like being out on the beach isn't it we looked up and we saw we're like oh look a little cloud and five minutes later we're like <laughs> Everything's gone berserk. Yeah, I know you'll clip that and make it into a video, but that's why I did the point, mate. <laughs> Everything's just gone absolutely nuts, and everybody's losing their minds, as an infamous actor once said in the role of the Joker. Everybody loses their minds, you know. But here we are once again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Say hello to Ant. Fair play to Brendan. Finally got a bit of bottle of Bartman drop. Wes, I, you say I don't think he did. I think Wes, according to the Athletic. And let's just bring this in. Uh, we were talking before with uh, with Brad. Is the certain sources, shall we say, that I I and I think we all tend to sort of believe more than others. Some have you know certain ones. Now for me, Rob Tanner is he, he knows Leicester inside out for obvious reasons. Um, he seems to know more about what's going on than than most journalists. And I have him up there. Probably even slightly higher than Fabrizio at the moment, with knowing what's going on at Leicester. Sky Sports, I think they've pretty much got their finger on the pulse, uh, more so than some of the tabloids. And the Sun, for me, only because it is owned by the same people that own Sky. So you can't diss one and praise the other. So currently, Fafana has to be left out. So Brendan didn't grow a pair of balls. Fafana dropped his, like the petulant school kid that he is. Maybe his balls have finally dropped after all this time. I don't know. Stick him. Stick him now. Tell him to fuck off. Stick him in the under-23s where he isn't going to get any praise, isn't going to be seen, and will certainly miss out on the World Cup. And then we'll see who he comes screaming and running to. I mean, I said to you, didn't I, Brad, before, that we, we all 
move jobs. He's absolutely got no link to us at all. There's no reason he should be loyal. And I understand that 110%. But there's ways of going around things. The way Andy King moved on, the way Casper Schmeichel moved on. You know, we've got Canty, we've got Mares, we've got now got Fafana, we've got Tielemans, all treating the club like we're a bit of bird book they picked up on the show as we were walking around town. The club deserves more, and I would love somebody like Susan Whelan. I know she's never going to come on this show. Of course she's not. But I'm going to put a challenge out there, Susan. If you do ever get a chance to watch this or anybody tells you about this, we'll see if you've got more balls than the men. Come on the channel and tell us exactly what is going on because you're not. You're hiding behind those closed doors at the King Power. Something is going on. And I don't know what it is. I really don't. And Ant, you know, you, you have been praising Brendan, but he doesn't deserve it here because he needs to to do. You know, oh yeah, so you're not, you know, you, you, you're a bit under the weather. Tell you what, <laughs> have the weekend off, why don't you? You got Monday to Friday to sulk, Monday to Friday to get your head round things, not on fucking match day. Oh. Are you still there, Brad? I am so sorry. This is just getting me wound up. It really is. No, no. I, I can understand the frustrations. Um, and I know we're here to do a um, press conference. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to review the press conference. It's, see, the problem is sometimes, um, and it's not, it's not really defence, but you can't drop somebody if you don't get a sense from them that their head's gone from, you know, what from what we're about to review, because I have obviously seen it all the way through with you, is basically Brendan was, you know, basically came out and said, if I get the feeling or if anyone or, or something happens where myself or whatever decide, they're not 100% committed to the course and I won't play them. And I don't know if that's been twisted a little bit and, and maybe as reliable as he is, Rob Tanner, maybe Rob Tanner's been given some information by somebody. He might have spoken to, he might have got it personally from Wesley Fafana and this is bang on. But when a manager comes out and says that, I, I, I do agree with Ant because I did at the point and I, I thought, okay, fair enough. He's, he's, he's openly saying that he's, Going to drop drop players. Not he didn't name Pavana, but and we'll get on to that. But he said he's willing to drop players if he feels they're not giving one hundred percent to the club. He and we've seen it before where managers go, "Oh, he's happy here. He's not going there." And then lo and behold, the bench. And then by midweek next week, they're off to the club they were always going to anyway. I think the problem is you take words and you twist it, and you maybe you hear these words and you go, "Right, I'm going to follow chase that lead as a journalist should chase the lead." Well, oh, 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 is there is there any truth? Maybe is Fafana? Well, yeah, I've heard he's contemplating Chelsea. Da da da! da. Bang! Here we are at this headlines and story. Again, though, you would accept, and I would accept that. Uh, as I say, I know I've worked, I've worked in the press for thirty five years, and I, I I agree with you one hundred percent. If it wasn't these guys that it is. Now, you know, uh, just then, Ant said, uh, it's the two most trusted stories, Rob Tanner and Rob Dorsett, are saying the opposite. I was very impressed with what that piece that Rob Dorsett did on Leicester. And I don't think this is necessarily the opposite. Um, other than the fact that Rob, Rob Tanner is saying, Fafana asked, and Rob Dorsett is saying, Rogers omits him. 
So you know, it, it's that's the, the, the only difference. Um, welcome back off your holiday, um, Anthony. Oh, not, not that Ant, this Ant. Welcome back off your holiday. <laughs> you are well. Going, and I was going to say go anywhere nice, but you know, we you know you, you went to Iraq, you went somewhere horrible. Of course, you didn't. Um, that James is in. Good evening, James. How are you, Hayden? As we said before, I think he's a bit like Mares, but with Fafana, definitely, mate, definitely. Um, Abang Yang has gone to Chelsea now, so they will uh, be a good team. Uh, too many robs, yeah, too many robs spoil the press or whatever you but let's just go let's just look down this uh this story so uh leicester city manager brendan rogers is set to leave wesley fafana out of his match day squad to face southampton on saturday with the defender asking not to be involved rogers said on thursday he would prepare to admit fafana from his squad if the 20 year old defender was impacted by chelsea's continued interest in him Chelsea have made two offs of the French defender, but both fell below Leicester's valuation. A third bid is not thought to be imminent, but Rodgers now seems set to drop Fafana from his squad for South uh, for the Southampton match, uh, while his future is in the air. The Athletic has briefly reported that Fafana is keen on the switch. Uh, Leicester seems determined to keep him for another year at least. He signed a five-year contract. What's this keeping for another fucking year? He's signed oh. for five years. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just you know, say we, we, we've had him, we've got him signed to five year contract, he goes nowhere. Mares was the same, he went nowhere until we were ready to sell him. The only winner in all this is fucking Chelsea because it's weakening our team. Yeah, welcome to the world of football, mate. That's exactly what happens. The big, the big boys, you know, the big, rich, spoiled brats. Go, Daddy, they've got a really cool toy and he won't let me have it. And then Daddy writes his checkbook and he keeps writing his checkbook until eventually the kid that always wanted this toy goes, well, that's ridiculous money. I want, I, I want money. Uh, you can have my favourite toy. And that's exactly what transfer negotiation are. It's the rich clubs. You know, it's like trading with your friends, wasn't it? It's like trading with your friends with, with Pokemon cards or something. If you were mates, you made a fair deal. It was like, I'll swap you this for that. And it was great. These big clubs want to just buy everything out of you, and it's like it gets to a point where it gets tiring. And I do still respect the way Leicester do the business, and they did this with Mares. And Fafana has to be careful because it, you know we did it with Mares. He had a contract with us. He had a contract. We told him the valuation, and we made it no we made no qualms about being transparent with him. Here's our valuation of you. We will not step in the way of you going to Manchester City. Dry your eyes. Don't worry. You can still get your big boy pants on and go move to Man City, but only if they pay this amount for you. And it wasn't so bad with Maguire. I think Maguire, for all the slating we give him being Manchester United slabhead now, I have to praise Maguire because he handled it pretty well. He never came out and wanted to be benched. There was none of this animosity about him not playing. It was, you're playing, great. He signed a new contract so that we actually got some money for him. Yeah, and maybe that's what Wesley's done. Maybe that's what Wesley's done. But now, he, maybe because Chelsea aren't willing to meet our valuation of Fafana, that's what's caused the upset in the mind. He's going, well, I was told I could go for valuation. was meant better. 
You know, I don't understand when players say, oh, you'll price me out of a move. Don't you think you're worth that? Don't you think you're worth the 85 million and 90 million? Don't you think you've earned the right to be, you know, sold for that amount of money? Don't you think you've done that? Because I don't, I don't, how can you price someone out of the move? Have we turned around to Chelsea and said 400 million is yours? No, we've gone, what, I believe 85. Yeah. Which is basic. Fafana is a better defender than Maguire and you should pay more for him. It's ridiculous. But we're here where we are. And um, we'll, I mean, look, we'll see come Saturday. I said to you, didn't I, before we started, wouldn't it be all weird and hilarious if Team News was announced at one, two o'clock and whenever it's announced and Fafana's playing? I tell you what, I, I, if I was him, I'd be very. I think he's. I think he's bottling it because I think he's worried about the reaction of the uh, the, the city fans. I'll tell you something. I'm not. I'm. I'm certainly not for booing players uh, at the start of a game before they've, they've even kicked a ball for us. But when they go through the team, there's no way I would applaud or cheer his name. Yeah, but the thing is, right, let's let's just take a hypothetical here because we're talking hypotheticals that's going to be a Chelsea player in the next coming days. What if you go out there and Farner's name gets read out and everybody just sits there, cross arm, doesn't say anything. We want we want to be Chelsea. You know, kind of, you, you're going to be stubborn and petulant. We're going to be stubborn and petulant. What happens if in 12 days' time, or however many days it is away from the 1st of September, what if come midnight on the 1st of September, he's still a Leicester player? Wouldn't it be really hypocritical of Leicester fans that refuse to chant his name or sing his name or even worse, boo him? I sat there, awkward moment. We've now got September, October, November, December. I know the World Cup, but you've got at least five months of him still being a Leicester player and playing and mainstaying your team. And then all of a sudden, making all these reports that he was throwing his toys out of the sound petulant if he starts playing week in, week out, being a star performer again. That, I think everybody's got to be a little bit careful about how they handle. Well, we, we can't let a player know, and you know, you know me. I'm playing devil's advocate. We I know, know, I know. You know so, as fans, we are not allowed to let players know how we feel about them. You are, but there's a way to do it, and and, that, and what? The, but that that way is doing one of two things: either not not acknowledging him, which kind of is bad, but booing him, which let's be honest with you, is only. I don't think no. I don't. As I just don't like booing a player. No, I don't. Um, you know, even at the end of a game, I don't agree in booing, booing a player because yeah. they've not gone out. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, players do not go out to perform badly. You know, no. um, so I don't believe in the booing. So to me, yeah, you don't you don't get applauded. No, there probably is a handful of doing that. I, I mean, it take it take a big majority of things to have to notice it, but you. You kind of bite your nose to, to spite. But why should we applaud somebody that doesn't want to be there? Because if and he's he been paid, then he will have to slowly build up that trust with us again. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, but... players have got too much power. You know, players are, are saying to the fans, "I've got your shirt on now. You bow down before me and kiss my feet." No, no I'm sorry, I'm not going to because you don't want to be here. It's 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 a hard situation to, to to put it in because if he plays Saturday and some fans boo him, some fans don't applaud him, and and, and the others just do what they normally do when the team sheets run out. 
What message does that send to, to everybody that, that joins Leicester? That means we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be there going best player ever. We've got the best player, and then the second something happens, we're gonna turn our backs on him. You, you know, you're thinking future transfers uh, when 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 the owners feel it's needed and, and will invest that money into it with projects they've got going on at the moment to develop the club. Um, is a player going to be like, oh, right, so if I start looking after me and my family and thinking of myself, I'm suddenly going to be the scum of the earth. Now, I don't want to join your club, mate. I don't want to join your club. There are ways of going about it. Cassidy yeah, but we haven't seen Wesley. We're, yeah, but the thing is, right, we're, we're, we're sitting here discussing... Rob Tanner, taking Rob Tanner's word for it in the athletic, as reliable as it is, have have we, like Mares, seen him go on social media going, You we've Leicester? Seen we moved the fact that he plays for Leicester City. What more do you need? But he did, Nobody he did, he did that four weeks. Yeah, but he did, he did that like four weeks ago and everybody kind of laughed off going, he's got five-year contracts, he ain't going to go anywhere, he doesn't want to go anywhere. Listen he to still me. sums him up, he couldn't wait to remove that. He's now got a thing that says on his Twitter, it says professional player, hashtag, and well, basically in English it says it's hashtag for you. Now, come on, you know, I'm sorry, when you when you take the fat professional footballer from Leicester out, then that's that's burning burning a lot of bridges for me. Maybe it is, but we won't know until something's done about it. Or... No, why, why should I why should I when there's players there, different, you know, different, you know, standards of players, but you've got your Brightons and you've got your Vardis. And you got your Kieran Dewsbury Halls and your James that want to play for the club. They should get my respect. They should get my applause. Not a petulant Frenchman that doesn't want to be here. Yeah, but like I literally said, if he gets picked on Saturday, that clearly shows that Brendan and Fafara don't have any issues. So why not cheer him if he's in the eleven? That's clearly putting this to rest and going, yeah, you took something out of context and your source told you something and that's what gave you the report. Because as reliable as Rob Tanner is and, and Dorset can be, and I'm not saying they're not, it, all it takes is for them to delve deeper into what Brendan said in his press conference, which we're going to get on to, and someone twists it a little bit to make it sound like, oh, that must mean that Fafana or is as either asked, because like we're reading, Fafana was asked, or, as we're seeing, Dorset is saying, is Rogers is dropping him. And that's what I mean, where you take something out of context and use it to make another report. What happens, Chris, right? We're all sitting there going, F for Farner, F him. If he's getting dropped, that means he don't want to be here. F off to Chelsea, take the 70, 80 million or whatever Chelsea, negotiate with Chelsea, sort out a price in between what you want and where what they're willing to spend, get him out of the club, sign him off. What if... What if, and then this is saying, you know, we're going on the accordance that he's an arsehole, he's throwing his toys out the pram, he's, he's taking everybody off Instagram. God, that's embarrassing that people read so much into it. But anyway, you know, we, we read all this, and then all of a sudden, your Leicester City side, Wesley Fofana's named in it. And that tells me that Brendan doesn't see him as having his head turned and not wanting to play. And, and, so we, we and you have... know, you're playing dead side, I'm playing the other side. Are you going to sit there yeah. going, oh, Fofana chose to stay? Like I just said, I don't boo any player. I don't no, but I'm, using, I'm not using but, I, I, I yeah, shouldn't yeah, say yeah. but I meant like our fans gonna sit there and go, I don't want Fafana playing. 
Rob Tanner said he's I'm head sorry, no, if, he, if he stays, he earns our trust back. Of course, just, of this, is the, this is the cherry on top of the cake. It's the rest of the cake mm. that's built up to this. And we'll exactly. Some exactly. Comments in the moment. But mm. yeah, I've seen it. I've seen. I've seen. You know, you can <laughs> you can see the sun and the mirror talking about the same incident and seeing it from two different sides. And yeah, exactly. on the same day on the same morning edition. So, yes, we do know how these things can be seen, and you've only got to get, you know, we're like with stats. You can take a stat and you can read it one way and you can read it another. You know, mm. we both we both take the same stats, so it does, but we, we, are, we are losing a player that on against Arsenal, and I think you made this point, probably whilst at the start of the game was one of our better players. He was up trying to score a goal and then the same thing back and defending. If he hadn't got that yellow card, I think he would have had a better all-round game. And yet, we're going to drop him, our best defender at the moment, but we're going to stick Tielemans probably. He'll be the first name on the sheet. And he had a fucking awful game against Arsenal and was taken off. But, oh, no, it's Tielemans. Let's put him back on the pitch and get him playing. And Although he's bloody awful at the moment. No, but you've seen my stance on Tillemans. I did put it in the group and it got a lot better reaction than I was expecting. I was expecting a lot of, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, um, uh, bad press? Uh, yeah. No, what, when you kind of get a, a lot of stick for a comment or having an opinion, what's what, what you get a little backlash, that's it. Backlash. Yeah. Yeah. I was, and then a lot of people actually probably agreed with me. And the thing is, Tillemans is a whole different case in this whole different scenario. And I know it can't, people are going to say, oh, but he doesn't he doesn't necessarily want to leave. He's come out many a time to say he's happy. You can't just say you're going to drop him, but not for, for foreign if that's the case. And the thing is, I would drop Tillemans. And I would drop Tillemans for the pure sense of the fact that whether he's heads in the game or not, whether he's on form or not, and I know with, if he was on form, it'd be very hard to turn around and say, Bradley, start the season with, I don't know, two assists and a goal or whatever. You can't drop him. Yeah, no, 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 hard no, he's not. <laughs> yeah, he's not. So he's not in form. Mm. He has been dragging his heels for several months, not just over the contracts we keep offering him and offering him and offering him, but now it's got to the point where we go in, OK, if that's the case, we have no alternative but to try and sell you. It's dragging its case. Okay, you could argue that's from the clubs that are kind of probably sat there going, actually, should we just leave it a week? Should we just leave it and then go back in for him when he can we can negotiate with just him and his agent? You don't know. But I would drop him purely, take form out of it. I would purely drop him because of the situation we are in. I would say, like, you know what? Go and sit with your agent. Go to Arsenal. Go to Chelsea. Go to Real Madrid. Go and contact these and get yourself a new club because we, if you're not going to commit and give us a little bit of leeway to negotiate your sale next summer, go. No, I, I, and, and, I if he's still, and if he's still able to close the window, then again, like you said with the Fafana thing, he has to earn that respect and trust back that he's going to yeah. commit and give everything to Leicester. Indeed. Indeed. We will be going through comments in a minute, guys, so keep commenting, but I just want to sort of get to a, a, the right point to sort of look at all your comments. Um, like with, with Tielemans, as I say, for me, he's just out of form. Whatever the reason yeah. is, he's out of form. 
and you play Pratt over him, who actually wants to be here, a player who actually wants to be at Leicester, you know, who's come out and said, look, you know, I felt I wasn't getting the game time, felt I wasn't getting what I should do, had a conversation with Brendan, it didn't sound like I wanted to, so yes, I went out for a year. I've come back and I've actually sat down with him, we've cleared the air, so yeah, I want to go out and prove myself, probably thinking that Tielemans might be moving on. But that is the difference between Pratt, who... who who's a man, and Tielemans and Fafana were acting like little kids. But how much of this has been caused by another petulant person that plays uh, that, that um, is employed by our club, and that is Brendan Rodgers, who has no thought for the fact that he's getting is it, 10 million a year, he's the seventh highest paid manager in the Premier League. He comes out and has slide digs at the owners every chance he gets. He came out and said, you know what? We've got to sell before we can buy. Well, fucking put a sign up outside the <laughs> King Power. And then he said, Albert Street then. Put a sign up outside the King Buyer saying fire sale. A lot mm. of this is down to that Irish idiot that's in charge saying, yeah, we got, we can't buy anybody until we sell. So, yeah, come on and make us some offers and settle the whole squad just before I'm due to start. Uh, very, I, I will save my argument against that statement until the press conference because that's a point I feel Brendan cleared up and 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 and, and further stress how our owners run a business. Me and you have backed it up on numerous occasions where people are saying we're in debt, this and that. And we've said no, they want to build the infrastructure, they want to spend the money there. Brendan Rodgers pretty much said that without saying that that's what they're doing. At the end of the day, he sat down with the hierarchy after a summer away and they went, we can't do transfers. You're going to have to fund that yourself because we don't want to put the money into the club. We feel the players that you've got available to you have been successful and we're not fearing that that's where we need to improve. We need to improve the infrastructure of the ground. We need to improve the infrastructure of the council plans that we're still dragging their fucking ass. You think a council that would really be loving the fact that their owners are putting money into it and improving the land and doing all they do for it would fucking put a stamp on it and accept it. But no, we're absolutely full of... I want to well, say it's on that ground at the moment. A disused factory and some, <laughs> and some concrete. And I don't get the council's. And it's not just it's not just Leicester Council. You want to come down yeah. to um, Paul Bournemouth and Christchurch Council, which is one big one. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, C- couldn't make a decision to what what I'll tell, yeah. tell you exactly what it is as well, mate. It's such petty. You talk about petty. Forget the club. They're the council, the most petty things ever, because they probably looked at it and gone. Oh no, we can't keep asking the government for more money for our council because we didn't come up with an idea to spend our summer money and now the Leicester boys want to spend it. That's not fair. We wanted to use that space to build a crappy three-inch swimming pool that would be contaminated and knocked down within the year. And we're not allowed to spend that. Oh, we're not allowed to spend the taxpayers' money. That's not fair. <laughs> they've come up with a bright idea because they've got a brain cell. Every council's full of fucking dickheads. That come yeah. up with that. They just want to spend money. They want to spend the government's money. They don't want to allow someone else to make money and profit. And, hey, and, and you, you, you want to live in a holiday resort? Because I've seen this in Blackpool and I've seen this in Paul Bournemouth here. What? Where else would you, in a but in a holiday resort, get roadworks going on just as the holiday season is starting? In Blackpool, because if they don't use the money up by the end of that year. It goes. So they think, oh, we've got yeah. all this money left. We've got to use it. Let's disrupt. There was four ways to get into Bournemouth 
three of them had roadworks on one summer. Anyway, we, 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 are, we are going off. We're coming on a council show. But yeah, anyway. I think it's the one thing we would probably agree on is the fact that councils have got their heads up their arses. Don't get oh. me wrong, but we'll have a break. I need to just have a quick drink and then we'll go through the, uh, through the comments. In a world where cat videos and memes rule the feeds. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Indeed. Please do that if you are new and you haven't done already. Please, uh, please do press that subscribe button. Um, right, let me just see where we got up to, and um, we'll start it up. Uh, I don't know if I did this. Apparently, Anthony was in pool, knocked on my door, Chris, but you was on a stream. Actually, I wasn't. I actually had my CCTV up on one of my laptops, so it was you, Anthony, and didn't come to the door. Um, <laughs> Rennie says, I swear if Chelsea missed out on Fafana and if Real Madrid, um, 150 million bids, it means in, in January. LCFC believer, hello. He's 21 years old for fuck's sake. What the, what is he going to lose staying at Leicester for some season still? His valuation will only go up. Good point, Lenny. Oh, yeah. uh, we only, we sold Kante drink water and chill well because we got the offers that well Kante. Don't start me on that because he was a, he was the first rap to leave, but it was in his contract. <laughs> in his contract, and Chelsea met it. There's not a lot we can do. Um, Welcome along to uh, Luca. How the devil are you, sir? Welcome along. Uh, Ant says, I hope he never wears a Leicester top again. Oh, Ant. Um, Anthony says he went to St. Ives in Cornwall. Bloody lovely. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you struck lucky there, Dan. Uh, Brad. You come back before Anthony got there. I know, right? I made sure I negotiated it, but it's good to see uh, uh, someone took my advice about St. Ives. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Anthony. He's on a commission. Uh, why does Chelsea own clubs want our player? It's not just Chelsea. It's just um, everybody seems to want our players. And we will sell them if the offer is, if it is all done the right way. Um, Scott says, the problem, I think, is the fact of the seriousness of a foreigner injury last season. I get his age, etc. It's the risk assessment that clubs will look at the injury and come back to haunt him. Mm, a broken leg. Well, I'm about, you know. I don't know. Um, and neither clap a patch to throw at him. <laughs> I am not recommending violence, children, if you are watching this. Uh, and if you do feel that way, please do ring a counsellor. But I'm not. I'm not. You You look, just, just be. There you go. You can't say it now. <laughs> James, not um, percent chance he plays Saturday. Can't see any fans getting behind him after this week. I agree totally. Hayden, uh, I think Fafana brought it on himself, 120%. Uh, Fafana also likes Fabrizio tweets like linking him to Chelsea. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. You're not stalking him, are you, Ant? Uh, then Anthony, lads, I feel for Leicester, you seem to be getting rid of your best players but not replacing them. So where does that put Leicester and would you finish top 10? We would replace them because I think if we got the 85 million, let's say, for Fafana, we would put that back into players. But it's whether we've got time to. You know, there has to come a time when we say, no, it's too late now. 
Um, James says, why not cheer him? Because he's been a child and putting the, uh, you know, not putting the club first. Exactly. We pay his wages. Rene, I don't know if he's laughing at you booing or booing himself. I think it's the, the uh, former rather than the latter. Uh, and I'll be calling him something rhyming with anchor. <laughs> I, I hope you're not like this in your job, Vant, <laughs> with the, what you do, because uh, I'm saying nothing else. I'm saying nothing else. Uh, Scott, see, I get the Fafana fiasco, but I'd rather him stay if he sulks, so be it. He will do one or two things, carry on sulking, and I hope Roger sticks to his words in dropping him if this happens, uh, or carry on is the other one. Uh, James would love to see Roger stick him with the kids since that's where he wants to act. Can't agree with you more, James. Can't agree with you more. Scott, or carry on being the professional. When, when was he last a professional? Because he certainly wasn't when he left St Etienne. Um, none of this Fafana saga does not surprise me. Roger is as hard as the model of professional yet. Again, Terry, you've got a good point, but we'll come on to his press conference and see what Brad thinks about that. Um, Rene, I don't get why Chelsea want our players, because they're the best, I guess, you know. Um, <laughs> Chris is on my page with Brendan Rodgers. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, Anne, the page is not fully turned yet, but I've wetted my finger and I'm just picking up the corner, getting ready to possibly turn it to be your page. Uh, Scott, I agree with you both about Tielemans thinking he needs to get to A, get benched at least and give him the chance to either fight his way back into the starting 11 with an extension or keep him out of the squad. Um, James, keep, oh, keep in the lights. Thank you, James. Uh, Grandon, good evening, sir. How are you? Are you new to the channel? Welcome along. Not seen, don't think I've seen you before. If I have, I apologize. Uh, if you haven't, please, please give a sub to the channel. Uh, I love it when Brad acts out like a child. <laughs> well, each to their own, Rennie, each to their own. Uh, apparently, Newcastle have been given permission to build a new stadium, so must just be Leicestershire Council that are completely useless. Yes, I don't think I don't think Brad or me would argue with you on that one, Scott. Uh, and too many ants on the group chat. Maybe need nicknames. The one I have for uh, Ants Leicester fan channel, mate. I couldn't say I couldn't say it before nine o'clock. I couldn't say it before nine o'clock. Right, let us then now. Um, we'll move on. Um, all I will say is, guys, nine, and I'm sure Fafana will be coming up in this next segment, but. At nine o'clock this evening, uh, which is usually obviously the uh, well, not obviously, but it's usually the debate show. Uh, at nine o'clock this evening, we are doing our second question and answer show uh, because Dave is still away. It may be that we stick with that format rather than the banter. Um, you know, we'll see how the second. It's only the second one this evening. We'll see how that goes. Uh, so at nine o'clock. I'm sure there'll be a lot of people asking us about Wes Fafana. So catch us back here at nine o'clock. Uh, Static, uh, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Nice to see you. Um, see, I'm glad to see you've not moved. That's because he's static. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, let's... <laughs> I'm sorry. Come on. Come on. It's the first one. Shows I'm, shows I'm, I'm getting over my tension. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try and just quickly share the screen and then we can have a look at what Mr. Rogers had to say. So here we go. 
Uh, we'll try and get this full screen. And are you ready, sir? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to break this down. Um, well, I, I will apologise here because I always and and and, and Jack from uh, Match Day Vlogs, the Southampton channel, was saying, why can't we give have at least just one microphone that we can pass around the journalists so we can hear what the question is? Because watching a watching a, any press conference, it's like you know that question, like this is the answer. What is the question? Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, I get, yeah, I get, yeah, yeah. I can't hear it, but anyway, here we jolly well go, and let us have a look at what Mister Rogers had to say. A bit of free publicity there. This is a, a difficult period isn't it, in terms of balancing, preparing for games, keeping focus. And having to deal with all of all of this on, on top of it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's there's no denying it. Any manager will tell you it's a, it's always a tricky period. You know, your 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 season's starting. You're you're trying to get focused, and you, you spend your summer creating this really powerful collective unit uh, that's hopefully going to see you through the the season, and uh, and then obviously throughout the uh, this period, then of course there's lots of speculation and and. You have to remember these are very, very young guys, some of them, and um, and, and for some of the, the times there, it's the first time they've they've experienced these situations. So, uh, so yeah, so there is always um, and can be disruption there, but uh, but the idea is really to try and the windows shuts at all ends and. And everyone is really there, but um, but whilst we're in this period, there's always there's always challenges. With two weeks to go, then are you confident that Wesley Fofana will still be a, a Leicester City player? You know, so far ahead, I think the the idea is. Oh, mate, I'm struggling to hear this because it keeps freezing my end. I don't know if it's skipping, but I, I there was I didn't hear any of that uh, for the last like 30, 40 seconds. But well, well, you just asked Wood. Um, let me just see if I can go back again. Uh, he was asking about Wayne for Farn about Wayne. <laughs> no, I keep you about West for Farn. I think listen to it. Let me just see if you can hear it this time. I don't think so. Is he still very much a Leicester City player? No, the... Was that the pause? Yeah, the the slight pause where he, he this was the concerning part of the press conference because um, that kind of suggested that there was more truth behind certain stories. And again, this is where I think it's been manipulated um, from what he says because I, I do apologise, mate. I, I probably should have put it on my laptop and, and, and watched it kind of side by side with subtitles on or something because it keeps freezing when you play it at certain points it's quite difficult to remember what he was saying but it's you a little just, pause. You, yeah you just froze then as well yeah I don't, I don't know if it's because we're trying to play a video side by side or something i don't oh, know but, um yeah it's not too discerning when a I suppose in a good way, it shows the manager's not scripted in what he's going to say. He's thinking about how to word things, but um, yeah, I was like, oh, but 
we can, can we can continue because there's not really much he said here to discuss so far. Freezing a lot, Brad. I don't know if it's just me. No, see, you've just frozen um, now completely. I think it's because we're trying to video. Yeah, I don't know. Do you want to jump on? You've completely froze, Chris. Um, right. I don't think it's my end because my banner's still going across the bottom. That's not freezing. Um, well, you said I keep freezing as well, so it is both ends, isn't it? I don't know if it's just because we're trying to put you. It's trying to load a video next to it. I I don't know. We didn't seem to have this issue at the first press conference, but no, no. something acting up. Yeah. See how we get on. If necessary, if you need to jump off and jump. Let's go on and just see how we get on for now. Uh, I've said it a number of times here. He's he's, he's not for sale, uh, and the club have made that clear that that's the case. So unless anything changes on that, uh, I would expect him to be here. Any other bids for any other players? No. And in terms of um, the players you may want to move on, the fringe mm. players who may not be involved, is there any progression there? Nothing. Nothing on that, uh, as far as I'm aware. So that. So nothing on players going out, and nothing on players coming in. It's, uh, it's all a bit boring. Well, thank God we got Fafana to talk about, a. Eh? Yeah, true. And again, he does touch on the reasons when he's asked more specifically about certain individuals uh, later on in the press conference. But something we already knew—it's not a big secret. Our squad's yeah. full. We don't need to sell. People are misinterpreting, you know, this transfer thing as as the club's completely potless. We're one of the richest clubs in in, in the division. So, mm. um, yeah, I'm not surprised by his very lax answer. And it's kind of, again, proving it. Because if we were in such dire straits and needed to sell, we'd have bids in for Fafana, we'd have bids in for Tillemans, we'd have bids in for Madison. We'd have, and I know we've had... Bids, but we would be accepting these bids at a low board offer just to get them off the wage bill. So mm. I think clubs have maybe learned that, and and that's why it's only one player that's been focused on. Right, well, let's uh, let's move on again and see what he says. That, um, at the moment, you're not any closer to bringing any players in either. Not at the moment, no. And as I said, the the work has been with the players that's here, and we'll continue with them. <clears throat> Would you describe this as a frustrating time for you as a, a manager? Listen, it's one where I've said before, it's it's no different. I think everyone, every manager would want to have strengthened their, their squad and I'm absolutely no different to, to all the other managers. So, um, but if you're unable to do it, then um, my experience tells me that you have to concentrate on, on what you have. And, and I've got some fantastic players here. You know, a wonderful group of, of players and uh, who want to get better. And if we can keep those fit and get some luck with uh, uh, with no injuries, then um, then like I say, I, I still think we can have a really good season. But uh, but of course, every manager wants to to improve the squad. But we're not in that situation in this moment. You talk about luck with injuries. How are things looking for this weekend in terms of routines? Well, Harvey Barnes is, is great news for us. He's been back in training, so. Um, so that's that's really good for us. He's looked he's looked excellent. He's looked fit, and um, 
you know, he had a really, really good pre-season, so it was a, it was a blow to lose him for uh, the opening few games, but um, but he should be available. And how key is that? Because I know you, you were looking very much on sort of working with Redmond and the system you were looking at, so that could be key for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's always important for how we play the width in the game. Um, we've always tried to be flexible in, in terms of how we play and, and and have that adaptability. But of course, when you're limited on the on the on the certain profile of winger, then of course when when he was out, we had to uh, we had to adjust. So um, and and the players, listen, they they're very adaptable and and they can adjust really well. What's been your message this week after that disappointing result against Arsenal coming into this game? How? I tell you what, that verbers on first gets a hell of a long time, <laughs> a hell of a lot of questions. Uh, your turn to go first this time and have twenty questions. Barnes back. That's going to. I think if he's fit, he'll start, won't he? Yeah, definitely. Uh, again, he kind of hints at that in his in, later on in the press conference. Um, but yeah, it's it, it it's it's a weird one but maybe maybe people will learn a bit more understanding as to as to not only why um we've not been able to make transfers but why certain players <coughs> didn't materialize at all within the club because we remember early doors he you know he talked about um Dennis Pratt this season and 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 I'm, he'll get mentioned in this press conference uh Samara um at the start of the transfer window, there was he was out, he was going Monaco, Pratt was going to get sold, and maybe that was the idea to make these funds available to make these signs. We've learned over time that that's the reason we haven't, but there, there was always a plan. And 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 you know, you, you say for Farners signed a five year deal, plan, you know, things change. Well, not to spoil it, but what Brendan does end up saying, maybe tell you why. Maybe Leicester's plans are changing. Maybe why Dennis Pratt is now happy to play for Leicester and not seeking a move away. So it's good to have yeah. Barnes back and and no fresh injury worries. With Barnes back, do we do we revert to four at the back? Because we've got to. We've we've got to. We've we've just got to do it. There's no way you can subsidise playing five at the back and having them coming together and, and getting in each other's way. We've always played a lot better with a back four. Uh, whether that's four four two, whether that's four three one two, I'm right, sure yeah. we'll see. Um, come, come, come. You Sunday, know that. I know know that. that. I think the vast majority of the fans know that. Brendan, he's still going to earn it though. Yeah, <laughs> he might play Barnes at left back. We never know. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, Amarty, talk about playing people out of position. No, for Farner, it, for, it's got to be Soyuncu and. Evans, when I picked my team on Thursday, it was before all this came out. So I'd actually got Evans and Fafana as my two centre-backs. But he's got to bring Soyun Chu back in that left left centre-back position, hasn't he? I mean, you think that, but there's obviously a reason Amati's been getting picked over Soyun Chu. And you, you never know with Brendan, you know, he plays... All Brighton on the left, on the right, and right back, and then he he'll put Indeedy and Chowdhury at centre back. So, God knows, we might start the game with um, Vestergaard in goal and 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 Barnes and Vardy in defence. <laughs> Never tell someone. Yeah, don't it? don't even joke about it. Uh, Anthony says, um, "Why don't we go and get these cheap players from PSG? We haven't got the space. It's as simple as that. We've got." Mm. 
about 26 or 27, I'm not sure the exact number at the moment, players that are eligible to play in the Premier League. We can only sign 25 of them. Why go out and sign more players? Because if they come in and we register them, then we've got to leave other players off that we're still paying wages for, like Mendy, but we can't actually play. We're going to end up like Barcelona. Hopefully not in their financial trouble, though. Let's yeah, just see if uh, if another if another journalist gets a chance to actually ask a question or not. Let's have a look. Crucial is this game, and what has your message been to your players? Well, it's very important. It was it was the same as after the last game. We I said afterwards it was a, a mixed bag with some good moments in the game. Uh, where Arsenal could have went in front in the, in the opening five minutes, but didn't. And then I think the timing of the goals. Uh, really hurt us last week. Um, there's no doubt Arsenal deserved to win, but we uh, we could have made it a much closer scoreline and uh, made them a little bit more nervous than, than we did. So, um, so we have to come away, learn from that, got to manage the game better, uh, look to not make mistakes in the games, knowing that we can um, that we can score goals. Okay. Hi. Just picking up on that point that James Justin said about game management, he talked about perhaps being a bit more cute, I suppose, having mm. a bit more devilment in, in games. Is that something that can be worked on, has been worked on? Well, there's that, and there's also managing the ball. You know, if you, uh, you know, the, the last goal came from us giving away the football, and, and it's something that with the team. Just a quick question there, Brad. How do you manage your balls? Um, I, I keep them nice and together and, and well well ventilated when needs to be, mate. And, and obviously, on a regular case, I keep the ball. I, I've got great ball retention down there, mate. I, can, <laughs> I, mean, I think that comment has got to be has got to be placed in the bloody obvious answers box. <laughs> yeah, know. yeah, definitely. Manage the ball. Yeah. Okay, Brendan. Oh, uh, you know that's not, that, that that's up there with Michael Owen, isn't it? <laughs> normally, you know, yeah. normally the team that scores more goals wins the game. Well, no shit, Owen. That's how football works, mate. Where you been? It is up there with one of them, isn't it? You know, but yeah. Anyway, okay. we can't we can't see his hands, so maybe Brendan was managing his balls at the time. Let's well, go. I hope not when a woman's talking to him. That'd be a case. <laughs> it would. It would. It's it's a constant message. You know, we um we don't always have to put the ball at risk. You don't always have to finish the action on the first attack, you know. So that's just something that when I talk experience of players, that's that conserving the ball in the right moments is a bit having game experience. So, uh, so that's something that we can definitely do better, and as part of managing the game. James Madison obviously likes to put the ball at risk, and he's having a brilliant time of it at the moment. Mm. It looks like he's. Brimming with confidence, and again, just touching on what James said to us, he actually thinks he's got another level there, which is quite scary. Yeah, he's uh, he's continued on really from where he was at the end of last season. Over the course of pre-season, he looks strong, looks dynamic, and uh, he's, he's created a goal and scored a goal already this season. So uh, now he's a wonderful player, and uh, like I said, he. He plays the game with the personality and the charisma that you want. You know, it doesn't matter what stadium he goes into. Uh, he goes and he, he can play at the very highest level. And uh, thankfully, his game's at that level. Uh, Newcastle, uh, 
can we can we buy him now and pay for him later? Well, Newcastle were just very disrespectful in the way he went about it. I understand that they're trying to be a bit smart in it, but there's ways to do it, and and and, and that's not one of them. I think maybe they looked at the old Deli Alley situation with Everton. That's hilarious. Uh, you know my disdain for Deli Alley and, and the fact that he's more in, he's like Jesse Lingard. He's more into his Instagram coloured shirt posts and whatever was his career. Um, but anyway, we're not we're not here to discuss that. We're going to discuss that and model professional. Model professional, you know, you're talking about throwing your toys out. Well, here's the complete opposite. Two bids from Newcastle, respectful or not, we knocked them back. And James Madison's happy as Larry, getting on with it. He's playing football, he's getting assists, he's grooving his way into the England squad. And I think this would maybe set the tone for anybody who potentially wants to use Leicester as a stepping stone, that you can get what you want from Leicester City. And it would be great if Mr. Yesman had his had the FA's hand removed from up his arse and Madison had a really good mini-season here and then gets selected by Gareth because he's got no alternative to pick him. And then it shows these players that they can get their international recognition. They can get silverware because we've proved we can win silverware. We've proved we can have good European seasons. So, you know, other end of the scale, Fafana, Petulant, wants out. Wants, doesn't want to play football anymore until he's at his right colour club in blue, Madison. I must admit, there's um, a Newcastle channel, uh, John Sinclair, lovely guy to bits. We mod on both the, on each other's channels and, and we, we appear on each other's channels. And he put a post out today saying, are we getting ripped off by a selling club? And I, I messaged him back going, seriously, when you've just put a buy now, pay later offer in for Madison? Uh, yeah. I thought, yeah, come on, come on. Uh, Mira, look at it yourself. But anyway, let's move on and see where our Brendan goes now. Personalities you want to see coming off the team this weekend back in front of us. Fans, Southampton, the opponents, what do you want to see? Yeah, well, well, I want to see us back playing with that intensity. And that aggression and that pressure that uh, that's defined us. That that's something that when we've been very very good, that's uh, that's our game. So we'll be judged this year on that, on our intensity and how we play and the aggression. And uh, if we can play to that level, then we uh, we've shown that we can get good results consistently. Just finally, you said ahead of Arsenal, they've got a bit of a level this season. What do you make of Southampton? Yeah, it's always a difficult game against Southampton. We uh, were we had a good scoreline at the end of last season, but um, but again they made some new signings and and then freshness in the squad. Obviously, they they showed their spirit last week when they came back from being behind at home. So, uh, so no, we'll, we'll ex you know we we'll expect a tough game, but uh, but the honest is on us. We 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 played sixty odd minutes of our last home game. To, to a good level, and um, and then end up uh, giving away the the points. So two weeks further on, we want to show that improvement. We want to play with the same quality and intensity, but manage the game and, and hopefully take three points. Thank you. Well, um, <laughs> the the one word I always think of when I uh, talk about Southampton. Um, much to much to Jack's annoyance last night is nine. Uh, <laughs> indeed, nine. Um, we're not going to get nine 
this this weekend. I've gone for two one. Craig's gone for three one. It's going to be a lot tighter, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, that was that was uh, a absolute. That was the pinnacle of perfection of what a manager wants when they initiate how you play football, where you free flowing, you're on the front foot, you're in the face, you're you you that game was a one in a million because of how how long it's been since Manchester United did that to I believe Ipswich Town all them years ago, you know. But not only that, but that is that one off moment where everything they work on, everything Brendan talks about how we can't misplace passes, how we've got to be right, we've got to make the right two choice. We don't have to press it 40 yards up the pitch in three seconds. And everything falls into place. That is a manager's wet dream. So that everything you tell them to do on the Friday, they go out right. and do on the Saturday or Monday night or whatever. And that's what happened. And it is going to be a closer game. We've seen since then that there have been closer games um, against Southampton. We've even suffered. A de- we actually lost to them at the King Power it in that same season. So yeah. we've seen that. And it will be a, a um, closer game. But I'd still feel, for Farner or not, we, I... I, I, I don't see why we can't go out there and, and beat Southampton. No, no, I, I don't either. Right, let's... Uh, let's I'm just, yeah. just going to apologise, Chris, if, if because I know it's not something you, you much like, but I have to keep taking myself off camera because I cannot hear the questions that are being asked. So I'm no, leaning into... absolutely it. fine. I'm on my yeah. laptop and I am really struggling as well. So no, yeah. I understand totally. Uh, Hashtag invest in the mic, Lester. Hashtag <laughs> That's why I didn't say anything because I knew why you were doing it. But uh, well, that was, mate. Let, uh, let us go on. Thank you. Hey, Brendan. Hi, Jason. After the Arsenal game, you asked about conceding so quickly after scoring and responded with this. And I quote, it's a lack of experience from a number of players in our team that aren't used to the level. And just clarify what you mean by that, because you know, looking at the team that you named, mm. it's a very experienced team, mm. nine full internationals. Winners' medals in the FA Cup and Premier League in this. What did you actually mean by part of this level? Yeah, I meant that we've got numbers of players. If you look at, you can call James Justin, for example, a full international player, but he was probably only second season. You look at Ken and Jewsbury Hall, the level. You can talk about James Madison. So all these players that are not overly experienced. Yeah, you can look at Johnny Evans and say he's very experienced. But we're talking about experience of the game, managing games. Um, that's what I was referring to. In that same interview on Saturday, I think you also talked about the need to keep the ball better. We've just mentioned mm. it there. Have the players not learned from this? Because if you remember the Spurs defeat last season, scoring two goals pretty late on, you described it as naive after that game. Mm. And also, they're not learning from the mistake of the first goal of the weekend as well. Why does mm. this seem to be happening on a regular, well, not on a regular basis, on a mm. on occasions? Yeah, yeah, it's. It can happen in football. I think it's, especially after you score, uh, if you look at it, it's the most vulnerable time in a game. We've worked it the other way. A number of goals last season, if you think back to when we conceded our way at Leeds, we were went up the other end and scored. So sometimes as a team, you're at your most vulnerable when you've scored. It's obviously, it's difficult when you're the team that has just scored and got yourself back into the game. It's... Uh, and sometimes it's, it's mistakes, which is a part of the game also. You know, when we got to 2-1, you know, in good shape, we were comfortable and, and unfortunately we, we conceded the third goal, which uh, broke the sort of momentum a little bit. The players fought back really well, got back into it for 3-2 and then 
it sets you up really well and it's a it was a, a period of the game that we'd highlighted beforehand at that final half hour we can run the game we've got a, a great opportunity to get a result but we then give the ball away and uh, and that's obviously at the highest level that uh, you can get punished now this gets me here i mean i don't want to go on too much about the arsenal game because we've covered that in many 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 other shows um inexperience this is this, this is a team that has got to europe twice this is a team that has won the fa cup and community shield it's not exactly an inexperienced side no it's not but he's also right it is still an inexperienced side and i i, I would probably just about put madison into the list of when he mentioned evans but i the, it's again it can be down to interpretation but realistically yes james justin has been here for a few seasons but he's had injuries yes kieran jewsby hall is looking at his first full season you would put that in the list amarty hasn't really got the game time but i've, I've taken him out of the list you know we've got um danny ward our new number one has never played a premier league game i believe until you know we kicked off against brentford I think we he played have... last season, but that was the only one. Oh, okay. So he's two. He's played, he's had three Premier League games. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I I know we're a bit of loggerheads with him, uh, but for Farner, he's a twenty-one-year-old, and I think you know Daka is twenty odd years old. Nacho's not that old, and Harvey Barnes. And again, I like the fact that he said yes. You could look at. James Justin constantly getting in the England squad and say, oh, he's professional. Yes, he's cost professional and he's an international professional. But he's still, these players are still in the most critical point of their careers. And I would say that's a, what, what would you say that's about 65% of our squad is under 25? It's and the young squad, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So not only do we have that, they're coming into their prime years, they're still developing and they're still. I wouldn't say misinterpreting, but they're st like he said there, sometimes these players are not thinking of that experience level where, you know, people moan about Johnny Evans being too slow and not doing it, but he played passes into spaces that nobody was picking up, not even the opposition. He was calming things. He was, you know, because I noticed a lot, and we've noticed it over a few months, and it's because it's happened a bit more regularly than we'd like to see that we probably pick up on it. But there was some sporadic passing, and I think that's caught in between you developing and understanding as a footballer to sometimes the way you play, you live and die by the sword. Any team has a set way of playing, and they live and die by it. They'll, you know, we've seen it. We, we discussed it time and time about when we get it right. We win 3-0, 4-0, 5-0, 4-2s, whatever. When we get it wrong and some teams nick a goal and they, they squirm an attack out of out of nothing, we have a bad result. And unfortunately, that's part and parcel with football. Yes, some teams have far better qualities, but I, I would look at it and go, you take these, the fact that we've got 60% of our squad is under 25 for starters, and then you add into the occasion that's probably a few more percent on that that have only been at the club a year or something. We talk about it all the time. They need a year to settle in. 
then it should be given a chance. Then and then the third year is where you see the best of the player. We talk about it a lot as a perspective. You bring someone in, you give, you know, they settle in, they have a year in the squad, and then boom, third season's where they're at the standards you're playing. A lot of that 65% haven't had that. So I do agree with Brendan in it's easy to sit there and go, huh, here's Premier League, here's your chart. Look how many appearances they've had in the Premier League. Okay. Minus well, the more this, then. Done on the average age, yes. out of the 20 clubs, where do you think we stand on um, average age? I would probably say, given the fact that we still have Evans and Vardy there, I'd probably say we're about... In terms, how are you working this table? Are you saying top has the highest age and lowest has the bot? Uh, the bottom is that, or are you, you know no, what I mean? The, the the top has the youngest age, okay, and the bottom has the oldest age. I would probably say we're about top six, thirteenth. Well, that's that's actually quite surprising. That's actually yeah. quite surprising. So I'm just naming some of the clubs that have younger squads than us. Um, Manchester City, younger squad on average age. Well, Arsenal, Arsenal have got the youngest of anybody. Their, their average age is 23.9, ours is 26.5. I'm splitting hairs. I'm splitting hairs. I know. And again, and again, 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 I'm playing devil's advocate against yeah. Brendan here. So, you know, Arsenal don't have that problem. Yeah. Um, you can say Man United do, in fairness. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, but, Chris, just if I could... older do... than us. Um, Brighton, Chelsea, Fulham, Liverpool, Spurs, Newcastle and West Ham have got the oldest average age in the division. So... Uh, yeah, but I would I would then just look at that again and again to flip it and to, and to, to again go for it. <laughs> How... Again, A, Arsenal have some very good, experienced players. I mean, Gabriel Jesus and Sinchenko, to name two, have been playing in the Premier League for years, for mm. years since they could, since they joined Man City. They joined Man City and came through their youth or whatever. They have been playing for very regular football of a high standard. So when you pay for that experience to come in, you expect it a bit quicker. And also, I would look maybe not at Arsenal because you know my opinions on Arsenal have changed. They finally listened to me on that show about bringing in the youth and building around it. But the majority of the other teams, their squad might average age be lower than lesser's. But I bet their starting lineup isn't. I bet you their starting lineup. Actually, isn't uh, okay. Let me uh, let me have a look at this then because I had actually just come out of it. But you do raise a good point that I have just seen. And I now can't find. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh, go into detail. What was it you just said to me then? Let's start in 11. What's their main 11 that they put out? Okay. Week week out? Starting what, what 11. Um, average age starting 11. Arsenal 24.1. Leicester 26.8. Hmm. That's still not much difference if you're including the fact that that's got Vardy, Madison. Well, like I say, we, we are talking, we yeah. are talking, you know, <laughs> percentage, yeah. percentage points here, you know. Yeah. I'm like I always say, devil's out. That's yeah. me. That's me. But uh, yeah, let's just see what else um, uh, Mr. Mr. Rogers has to say. It's really, really, really good players. So, um, so it's something that you, you always want to learn and, and 
you can learn, but sometimes it's uh, it's also the game, especially after you've scored a goal. So, um, so the idea is to show that we have learned in our next game and, and like I said, just manage the situation better. Of the four permanent signings you've made last summer, only Patson Dagger has featured so far. You mentioned Bubis Amare in past press, press conferences, in the situation with Brian Bertram, it's injured as well, and, and Yannick Vestergaard isn't playing. Do you believe Leicester's permanent transfer dealings last summer were a success? Well, I think that what we've looked at, but the, the players that, that came in, um, Yannick was coming in as a cover player for us. That, that's the reality. We obviously lost Wesley, uh, and Yannick was very clear on his role in terms of we still had Johnny Evans and and um, what we tagged in front of him, Daniel Amarty. So he was coming in as a fourth choice centre half to come in and support. Brian was coming in as as uh, an experienced player to take the role of Christian Fuchs. And Christian was a cover player for us. Um, unfortunately for Ryan, he, he hasn't been able to stay fit, so he's been unable to play so much. Bubba Sumare, again, was a player that uh, came, into the, uh, came into the squad, and I said it clearly here, that he was going to be that hybrid between Wilf and, uh, and Yuri meaning that if either one of those maybe wasn't playing, that he would have the, the opportunity to come in and play. Those guys were still the starters. So, uh, and then obviously, like you say, Patson has had more game time. So I think it's it's a fair question. But I think it's also a fair answer to say the players that came in were the players to come in and, and cover and not necessarily starting players for us. Uh, honesty. Yeah, very honest. And I've lost my connection to my camera now, so... <laughs> just... I mean, just while Chris is sorting out his, his camera, if you guys can hear me, um, I thought that was quite honest of Brendan, because it's easy to look at Vestergaard for when he played and the, the fact that, you know, Bertrand didn't play practically that um, they were deemed as failures. But it, Brendan clearly told these players when they signed exactly what they were being signed for and exactly who was their competition, if you want to say priority, because that's, that's picking favourites, isn't it? But for me, it was nice to see honesty from Brendan, a little bit of front. Maybe he found his man order in, 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 his, in, his, in his rucksack on his way to work. Who knows? But I, I did feel that hearing... That these players were not sold a full stream. It wasn't like they were told they're going to come in and rip it up and they're going to get in the first team and that's why we got them. You know, Bertrand was free. He's been very unfortunate with injury. Can you still hear me, Brad? Sorry. I can still hear you, mate. That's but totally what fine. What I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to go out and come in. So what I'm going to do for the time being is I'll play the conference. Yeah. And then I'll come out and try and get in and then you're not having to talk about anything that you've not seen yet so just uh i'll, I'll play that and then i'll go out and come back in again yeah no worries mate you said it's a fair question i mean i, mean, I ask it because mm. of the lack of business system and the inability to, to move certain players on has the inability to move some of those players maybe from last summer played a, a big part in not bringing everybody else in this summer not just that i think it's it's from before i think it's not just
Hi everybody, I'm awkwardly sat here now waiting for Chris to sort it out. Um, I don't know what's going on, I don't know if Chris is having a few technical issues, um, but what, what you kind of got there is probably answer to a few questions that we've been waiting for for a, for a while. We saw Monaco were potentially going into Samore, uh, maybe with the Tillman situation where it is, that's why he's now, the, the, the interest is cooled down in him leaving and, 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 and he's Brendan will go on to say if we're not able to fix this, so I will just fill in the gap for those of you that haven't, but he will go on to say that he's been very professional, he's getting his head down, he's training and he's trying to get back into the game and I think it's nice the fact that Brendan hasn't done what most managers would do and just say it didn't work out for him here, da, da, da. We clearly came with the intention that we're going to buy these players for cover and they're going to have to fight and earn their place. We've got a very cramped squad of talented players and that's that's essentially what they're doing here. Issues around that, but still we go into the summer uh, with the idea. He's paused it, but he's not back in, folks. I'm here. Here he comes. Here. Here comes to wreck the day. I mean, save the day. <laughs> never, never work with technology or kids. That's what I say. <laughs> I do apologise. I had to come out the whole thing, which meant I lost all my connection. So, um, absolutely. Thank you, thank you for being less little I die there. Well, <laughs> we uh, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll take it back a little bit, and we'll play. Uh, we'll try again. <laughs> He says, famous last words, of course. Hang on. Somebody up there doesn't like me today. Told before saying those things or maybe told afterwards. So when was it? Because either way, communication from the hierarchy down may be not the best. No, it's no. the, the communication here has always been very open and, and uh, to myself and the board. When I when I spoke towards the February March time of last year, it was clearly what we wanted to to do was was improve the squad. Towards the end of the season, there was clearly going to be issues around that, but still we go into the summer uh, with the idea to to improve. But obviously, whenever I come back for the beginning of pre season, then uh, then it's pretty clear then that it's going to be uh, going to be a challenge for us. So. Um, so in terms of the communication, it's it's open, <coughs> um, but certainly back then, it, uh, I didn't envisage that we'd be in the position that we're in. So, um, but we're in it now, and as you know, the game and you know is is changing all the time. So, um, as I said before, whenever the club say to me, and when I come back in the summer, this is where we're at, because over the course of the summer, I was still speaking with players that we wanted to sign. You know, our recruitment team was, you know, they had done some great work over these last number of months. We were very clear on the positions that we wanted to improve. And uh, so all of that was still all going forward. And like I said, I, I spent my, my summer holidays speaking to a number of players to convince them to come. And then, of course, when we come back, uh, the reality of the situation is there and um, yeah, we're unable to, to follow through with it. I mean... Honesty again. Um, do you think? I mean, I'm, I'm going to play, and I know I've blamed Brendan an awful lot, but maybe was he sort of kept in 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 form of what was happening soon enough? I mean, it certainly gives an impression that, that and I, I 
quite admired Jason Bourne for, for asking the question that seemingly maybe things between the hierarchy and himself yeah. aren't always communicating. There's a miscommunication because I don't think our owners would ever do anything sneakily to spread. I think the idea was like like anybody does in that situation when when you want to improve anything, whether it's a business, a football club, whatever it is, you go away as a manager on your time off and you think, right, how can I improve it? And his job isn't to expand the stadium. His job isn't to relay the car park and make make everything and all these ideas we've heard and whatnot that, that, that they do. His his job is to go, how can I improve this squad to get the best out of it? I want and I'm just gonna name name it because I'm I'm fairly certain it was on, on the topic. I want a winger, so I'm gonna go after Lootman very successfully. I need potentially another midfielder because I don't think Pratt wants to stay, so I'm gonna look in the midfield. He looks at every angle and basically, like you do at the end of the year, you know, and it happens, unfortunately, no matter how good your relationship is, it you might go back to your job at the start and you go, right, where are we at from where we were in March and April? I'm going to be honest with you, Brendan. We, this is how we're going to, imp- this is our plan with the club going forward. This is how we want to improve the club. And unfortunately, that means that that makes your job a little bit harder because we're restricting what we're going to allow you, which is nothing apparently, to spend because we see this as a more important in, in terms of the club going forward. Again, talking about making your own money sort of thing, that's your job. If you wish to still improve it, unfortunately, given our plans and what we're hoping to execute over the next coming months in terms of everything We've talked about, you know, we've talked about the infrastructure of the ground, the, the, the shopping malls and all that. We're going to do that. We're not going to risk capital uh, uh, and going, you know, and, and, and potentially more losses by giving you the 200 million or whatever it is to spend and redo that. You're going to have to do that. You, you know, you're going to have to do that solo, mate. If you want to do that, that's fine. You make the funds available. You've got our permission to go and do it. But unfortunately, uh, as a business, we're not going to invest into that as we don't see it. It's not like we've been finishing 14th, 15th and 16th and we desperately need 7, 8, 9, 15, 275 if you're Nottingham Forest players in. Yeah. Um, we we understand that Leicester have finished 5th, 5th, 8th, brought in silverware, sturdy, well ingrained within the Premiership, barring a disaster. And if a disaster does start, I'm sure they will change their plan and go, OK, scrap that. That money we were saving up and 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 profiting from and, and gaining from our other company, our company and our main structure, we're going to give you to sort it out in January, so we stay a Premier League club. I'm sure that will come to it. Turning it around another way, then, what you know, it's not out the realms of possibility that we're actually doing it right, and 19 other clubs are doing it wrong, because well, you know. The money that is being spent, I mean, you know, a million pounds all those years ago, that first mm-hmm. million pound player, we thought, my God, a million pounds for one player. We could only dream of that. And now you're looking at a billion pounds for one player. How stupid has the whole thing become? Um, and clubs feel like they've got to buy, they must buy, you know, Man City, they've gone out and, and, and bought Haaland, but they've had to sell Jesus. 
you know, they, they maybe are having to balance the books a little bit, you know. Well, it is ridiculous in a way about how yeah. much money is spent in this industry. Yeah, and again, I wrote a post on a, a, a format about this question where it was asked, um, you, I, I, I will put this, and I know you've done it before yourself, Chris, but I, I, I will say this again. Fulham. Fulham again. Um, QPR. Um, there's other clubs, I think Portsmouth for one, Leeds United. They did yeah. exactly what our clubs, you know, and our owners have looked at these examples and gone, if we do that now, where is this club going to be? Because right now we've got a lot of assets that whilst we're a Premier League club, we don't have awkward contract situations. We don't have masses of debts. We don't have to sell to clear debts if it all goes wrong. We could drop, you know, and touch wood, whatever. It don't happen. But we could drop in the championship. And I'm pretty sure the way our owner runs his business, that's the club and the king power. And if, if it was... You know, let's say this plan from the council doesn't get approved and it's not done in time, and then we were to go to championship, we would be more than financially sound. Yes, we'd take yeah. a hit, obviously, every couple of years, but we'd still be in a position to go, well, we don't need to sell these players. We can still afford their wages. We can still do that. Obviously, there'd be some players, obviously, but yeah. you look at where they are now. Leagues one and two, these clubs have been to the Sunderlands, the Boltons, the Leeds, and all that. And, and maybe you're right, maybe maybe Leicester are taking the approach. Look at Arsenal. Again, I'm, I hate comparing it to Arsenal, but I feel like I was a messiah for Arsenal Football Club. If you remember the show, you know what I'm on about, where I, I said they've yeah. got to invest in the youth and do that. And they've got rid of the 300k a week players. Um, they've got rid of these multi-million pound talent spending that. And they've invested in it and they've been patient. They've not made sign-ins. And the fans... I'm not talking certain fans that we know of Arsenal Club, but proper fans of Arsenal Football Club have, yes, rightly got frustrated that they don't seem to be improving the core and they keep selling these big players. But now look at them. I know it's only two games in, but they already look and feel like a better unit of squad. And now their fans are going, the proper fans are going, hey, up a minute, supporting Arsenal feels like a bit of a, we're in for a good season one way or another. And that's where Leicester fans maybe need to try and look at what could come ahead. The reality check. I mean, I said to you, I believe, as, as much as anybody else, that there's two examples out there that we shouldn't be following. First one, and I mentioned them earlier, is Barcelona. Yeah. A, they are they are having to sell assets to be able to afford to buy bring these players in. And then when they bring the players in, they can't register them to play. So they are paying these players however many millions a um, year or whatever they are on, and they're not even kicking the ball. Now, that's not going to be good for the club. No. And bit by bit, it's like, you know, it's like us building all this complex and then, well, we've got to sell off the, the fan shop to a retail company to run. You know, it, it's they're selling, almost selling the crown jewels. Or we do what Leeds do. And that is like, oh, yeah, we, we, we got into Europe for two years running. Well, we should get in next year, so let's go out and spend that money as if we've already got it. And look where Leeds went. They went exactly. to having to sell all their players. You know, we, we went, they came down with us that season when we, you know, with the, the Lillian Nallis goal and we beat them 4-2 or whatever it was. You know, there was... <laughs> I do not want to go that way. Do you know what I mean? And that's, exactly. that's a scary thing that we could do. 
if if we're not careful but let yeah. me just play this a little bit more because we are it, it is uh, going on a little bit now um and i'm sure you've got things to do and places to go uh, but let, let's try and just get yeah through. back here at nine o'clock mate. <laughs> true because if you're talking about wanting to sign players and conversations with players it may be for somebody above you to, to discuss this but it just seems a little strange that you're planning and then come back and you know it's been cut mm. So that's that, that's I don't run the finances of the club. So uh, I run the football department, and uh, and if we say we can't sign a player, then I trust the club that that's the case. That's the case. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. It was good of Jason Bourne to answer those questions because they are the questions I think that really really needed answering, um, oh, no. and it is pretty honest a way that Brendan looked at it um now it's time for him to earn his money like he said yeah. he's he's employed to manage the club um he can either do one of two things he can throw his spit his dummy out the pram and go oh you can't give me any money i'm, I'm not stopping you know and we know that you know some of the managers do do that or knowing what the relationship he has got with the chairman look at it post fa cup he, he says let i'll do what i can do within the constraints that you're asking me to do it yeah. and let's see where we are when we come out the other side yeah exactly and it more voices and echoes what i literally said there before we, we we listened to it there and that is he's a manager he's not he's not the financial manager he's not the manager who decides what infrastructures we need to upgrade and improve. Yeah. He's not the owner of the football club. He has his job and he gets told, you want to improve it? And he's gone, do I have any money? Sorry, Brendan, the money we've got, we're investing in this part of the job, this part of the stadium, da, da, da. Okay, no worries, I'll get on with it. Trust me, if you need it and you can get it available, by all means sell whoever you wish to to make that possible. It's not like he's been told, we don't want you selling anybody. We can't afford, we, 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 you know, or he's been told, get rid of seven or eight players because we're, we're, we're in a shit freak. He's been told, if you want to do that, you have our blessing to sell who it is. But that's the only way you're going to be able to afford to improve the squad you've got because of X, Y, Z, F, W, four, seven, one, whatever. Whatever it is, we'll give it. And, and if he's at, the fact that he's gone, like you said, some managers might throw the toys out pram. We might, you know, and we've seen it at other clubs. But this just shows, again, the respect that anybody who's managed Leicester since his owners come in have for the owners in the sense that they've gone, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. You, it's not like they've had a change of heart. I think they were always, all, always committed to Brendan wanting to improve his squad, etc. Mm -hmm. uh, by the means necessary. And again, that goes back to the Leeds days and that where they chuck money at it to desperately try and make sure they didn't go afloat because they, they'd messed up as, as owners and, and businessmen. Whereas our owners going, we have a plan. We need as much money from our profits as possible to, to make that affordable. So we're not taking out loans. We're not getting ourselves and this club in a, in a financial state. You want to go go get get Lutman or get, you know Steve from down the road who plays for whoever? Fine, but you have to come up with the funds to do it because we can't do that with what we're trying to do for this club and its future. Because we say it about players, it's the same with managers. It's not going to be here in 20 years' time. We will still want the football club to be here in 20 years' time. 
you know they're thinking on a very wise level and i really do like the way our owners doing i like the honesty because he's jason bourne's asked a question that us as fans want to ask and brendan i've got to give credit where it comes from he has answered that in a way the fans were hoping he'd answer it by saying no no issues up the top i've been told that and i've i've gone fair dues i'm getting on with my job again opposite to how we started talking about it a less petulant person in charge because he's gone fair enough i trust you and that trust word he says there is very key because it's all right to flush away a rumor and pretend there's nothing but secretly there is something the fact he's gone i trust them with what they're telling me tells you um a lot a lot about it yeah i just want to come and i'm, I'm going to cut the actual conference bit is there anything that you've seen it that comes up later that we need to watch or no, not really. I mean, he gets asked again about Harvey Barnes and where he's at in terms of it. And he says he might not play the full 70. He might play 70 minutes. Yeah, yeah. which I guess you expect. He uh, kind of swings around about on, on, on yeah. the rest of things. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. We can move on to just a couple of things. There. Scott says, it is more in that the likes of Rudkin is in charge of running of the club, i.e. selling players, etc., I understand selling for bigger prices we want, but sometimes you need to move them on. You see, I don't get this criticism of John Rudkin because whilst John Rudkin has been director of football, we have signed Jamie Vardy, we have signed Riyad Mahrez, uh, we have signed Fafana, uh, we have signed Dhaka. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on. Yes, we've made some bad purchases there. Uh, the manager, you know, says these are the players I want, or this is the position I want. I don't think we can claim. We seem to like basically stick a stick a pin in Rudkin every time we're not happy with the transfer and go, "It's your fault." But we never actually yeah. turn around when we get it right or get a real good bargain and go, "Yeah, well done, John. You did all right there." I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Scott. It is your opinion, and I respect that. But I, I just can't agree with the, the, the blame of Rudkin, personally. But no, I, I don't you... like it. I don't like the blame on Rudkin. He's, he's done a solid job. And I again, we talk about our owners in, in, in such a lovely way. Does he really have a job if he's that crap at it? I don't exactly. think so. You don't get that job if you're consistently crap at it. No, and he's had that job how long? No, before the owners came in, didn't he? He had that job, or he was yeah. in the club before the owners was, came in. He was in the club because he used to be um, youth development or something like that. Yeah. But he was promoted by, by Vichai and Top. Uh, so he's, well, been here, he's been here throughout the Pearson era. He's been here throughout the Rani era. You know, he, he's been doing it a while. Yeah. Um, but no, I, just, no, I, I notice how people are quick to blame Rudkin when something goes wrong with a transfer we bring in, but we won't blame we won't blame Mike Stout when Casper let in a goal, did we? We didn't go, oh, that's Mike Stout's fault. No. Yes. I don't yeah. like having scapegoats because it, it almost feels like sometimes the fans don't see the backroom staff as a part of the Leicester community. They're, they're happy to go, oh, well, no, Vardy... Vardy um, Vardy missed that chance, but it's Vardy, so we'll let him off because we love him. But mm. uh, Steve, who does the shooting drills, he's crap at his job. Why, why is he still in charge? Well, yeah. you wouldn't be saying that if someone else had brought in Vardy for a million and we missed out and he was the top scorer. Exactly. You know? exactly. Now, going, just going back, and we'll make this the last point, because um, I'm sure we both need to have a rub down with a wet Daily Mail before we come back at nine. Um, 
If I and I mentioned this point before, if I said to you, would you sooner have a club that is finishing third, fourth, but be a bit like a billion pound in debt, or would you sooner have a club that's finishing maybe seventh, eighth, ninth, and not be in debt? Which would you sooner have? I'd rather finish seventh, eighth, or ninth because okay. we are. Let me, no, let me just read these out to you. These are the top five clubs with the most debt in Europe, and then we'll go to the same one for yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Premier League. So the club with the most debt in Europe, surprise, 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 Barcelona. One, and this is at, this was as of um, the third of June. Okay, Barcelona, one point three five billion in debt. Juventus. 900 million euros in debt. Euros obviously being good in your Tottenham Hotspur, 826 million in debt. Inter Milan, fourth, 702 million in debt. AC Milan, 666 million in debt. I mean, that is just scary. Now, if we look at this from a um, Premier League point of view, and I don't, I don't know the answer to this. Where would you think Leicester were? Oh, in terms of first being the most debt and yes, first being, being the most debt. Yeah, I would, I would honestly say that I know the club struggled a bit financially in terms of, the, in in terms of the King Power with their, you know, being part of airports and that. Mm. Uh, I would probably say fifteenth. Okay, I, I would have possibly thought. On three, I, I, say, I don't know. I mean, Mike says their Spurs debt was because of the stadium. It well, yeah. uh, you know, stadium players, tea ladies, tea bags, you know, whatever it is, the club is that much in debt and it has to be paid off at some point, which is obviously yeah. why Spurs were trying to get the ESL uh, up and running. Now, according yeah. to this, this uh, sports brief, um, dot com, and this, this in fairness, just go back to March, so. You know, they have had a change of owners, but they've got Chelsea, um, 1.8 billion pounds in debt. Um, yeah, listed as one of the world's most valuable clubs, Chelsea also has the title of the Premier League clubs with the most debt in 2022. Uh, that's dollars, by the way. Sorry, 1.8 million billion dollars. Tottenham Hotspur, second, 838. Third, Manchester United, 561 million. Brighton and Hove Albion, $340 million. Uh, oh, that's all it goes to. <laughs> oh, no, here we go. Here we go. Uh, how many was that I read out? One, two, four. three, four. Um, it then jumps up to 10th. So, bear, I do apologize. 10th. West Ham United, 117 million. Ninth, Watford, 139. So this is going down. Watford, 139 million. Um, hang on. Oh, this is the most stupidest website I've ever been on. <laughs> but apparently, it says here, Leicester, we've got 201 million in debt. Um, according to a financial statement by the Foxes for the 1920 season, the COVID-19 pandemic caused a significant revenue loss for the team. In 2020, the club acquired additional land for the expansion of the Foxes' home ground, King Power Stadium. 
Despite help from the club's owners, the Vichai Top family, the club debt increased to 201 million in the 2021 season. So, you know, we, we have got the debt, it's manageable debt. Um, and I'd, but I'd sooner be there than at the other end of the scale with, you know, I mean, there's literally um, one, two, there's literally four teams below us with less debt. Yeah. West Ham 117, uh, Watford 139, Wolves 140, Hornmouth 145. So those are the clubs that are below us. And what have they won? Exactly. Exactly. You know, so uh, I mean, it's actually disgusting when you think about it. How, like, you know, that, and this could be a topic for a, a completely different show, but how is it that clubs in the lower divisions, you know, get themselves into bad run, bad, badly run, and it's no fault of the fans and everything in the club. But how come a club, like say Berry or Bolton or whatever, can go millimeters from not seconds from not existing or happen to even go out of existence and rebuild like Berry have themselves, right? And there's no leeway, absolutely zero leeway. They're given the bare minimum to sort it out, and after that, fuck you, you're out. But your Barcelona under the worst of circumstances, for a club that hasn't spent any money, has just probably added another 300 million on top of their debt. It's disgusting that they're still allowed to exist. And it's the fear of losing big clubs that really pisses me off in this sport because I guarantee you, right, and I'm not, I'm not saying these, debt, these clubs will be able to accumulate such debt, but if, I don't know, if um, name a random team that's in the Championship or lower first because my mind's gone blank. Um, Watford. Watford. Let's just say that their owners uh, suddenly announced that it had been a complete catastrophe and they were one billion in debt. Let's flip it and say it's Watford and not Barcelona. Liquidation, club's gone. Thank you very much. See you later. Unless there's a takeover, no way. But Barcelona are still allowed to bring in 300 million. It's absolutely farcical. Absolutely no. farcical. 110% agree with you. And what I would say. Uh, obviously, these facts I'm quoting are off just random websites that you Google and brings up. So that their accuracy is certainly up there for question. Um, it, it's uh, as, as Terry said there, the debt debt is owned to the King Power Holdings Company. Um, so it's just a tax efficient way of <laughs> doing the balance sheet. Uh, I mean, I've then I then after after that, I actually then went on to another website. That informed me that um, let's have a look. How many clubs had no debt apparently at all in the Premier League? <laughs> I don't know how they work that out. Apparently Newcastle haven't. No oh, surprise, uh, surprise. Chelsea haven't. Nottingham Forest haven't. Manchester City haven't any debt. I mean, I'm sorry. So you take these things with a pinch of salt, but it's just yeah. to make the point that we were we were getting to, uh, which yeah. I think we made very well. That was a lot more involved than I thought it was going to be, but a absolutely fantastic discussion. Yeah, not bad for a four four minute and forty second video. No, not at all, not at all. Brad, thank you so much. I will see you again at nine o'clock. Um, you have your own channel, a matter of opinion. The link to it is below in the um, in the chat. Uh, Del boys in and what's the crack, Del boy? How the devil are you? So welcome along. Um, tell people where they can find you. And you did a show yesterday. 
Yeah, I did, did a show yesterday at 8 p.m. The channel, the matter of opinion, is literally what it says on the tin, like Ron Sale. You know, it's a, it's a place where we discuss topics every Thursday, live at 8 p.m. Find me on Twitter. We did a 90s nostalgia night yesterday that was brilliant. It did really well. Uh, you can catch up with that. The link's in the, my Twitter, which is at Full Time Focus. And if you search a matter of opinion as it is on the screen, um, you'll find it on YouTube. And if you're new, give it subscribe. That'd be brilliant. Um, and yeah, that's just what we do. That's what I do over there on that channel. Brilliant, mate. Brilliant. I will see you at nine. Thank you so much. Yeah, no worries, mate. Enjoy it as always. Take care, mate. Have a good Take one. Care. See you. See you in. Ooh, ninety minutes. Yes, I'll see you yeah. in the time it takes Leicester to lose a game of football. This is true. <laughs> oh no, in fairness, that's ninety-six minutes usually. <laughs> yes, yes, usually. <laughs> Catch you later, mate. Cheers. Catch you later, mate. Thanks a lot. Uh, thanks to Brad for coming on. He like me needs to say have a have a quick wash and shower and rub down with the wet we'll, we'll copy of the Daily Mail. <laughs> we will be back. Oh yes, you can't get enough of us. Well, hopefully you can't, but we're back and I'll be telling you what we're doing straight after this. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Indeed, we will be back nine o'clock. Don't touch those dials. Thank you for watching. If you've been listening on um, your favourite podcast platform, thank you very much for doing that. Uh, nine o'clock, we'll be back with a Q&A show. And I think Fafana might just get a few mentions in that as well. Take care, stay safe. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And I will see you uh, in 90 minutes. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. 
there's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.